Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It turns out that when you deploy technology, there are unintended benefits to it. And it's been my experience with a lot of the technology that we deployed in the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office. We recognized shortly afterwards that there were so many other uses that in many cases were far greater than the benefits of its intended use. And it may turn out that electronic monitors may fall into that same category. Matthew Dennis, founder and director of enforcement, ASAPRelease.org, joins us. Matt, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you very much. Good afternoon. So what do you think about what I just said, Matt? I think that I think that GPS has been misunderstood. It, it seems like it's a cure-all. But what it truly is, is it's a Swiss Army life of opportunities. There's a lot of different things you can do with the technology. We just don't understand how to apply it. Um, the victim protection things we talked about last time, juvenile protections. I mean, there's alcohol. There's different types of uses of the technology that open a lot of doors. Uh, post-conviction instead of jails. When uh, Our biggest problem today is the change of our society, the decision that we didn't want big jails. And that's put a crunch on criminal justice when it needs this big giant place to use as deterrence it's not there so ankle monitors become a great place in between the hard jail and you know complete freedom it gives you that opportunity to maybe pay the price for whatever you did but maybe not do it in jail so before we get to that part of the before we get to that part of the conversation you say understand I wonder sometimes whether or not we have agencies across this country that are deploying the technology for the sake of deploying the technology because everybody's deploying the technology and they're not really thinking it through as to how to weave it into their organization operationally. Because when you do take the time to do so, you recognize the benefits that the technology has to offer in, on so many different fronts, right? Well, in every city in America, except New Orleans, of course, in the surrounding area that we've converted, you can you have a judge that issues an ankle monitor. And then nothing really happens after that. There's no interconnection between the DA, the victims group, the sheriff, or other entities. And let's say that it's ordered out of Orleans, but they live in Jefferson. There's no further communication to go to Jefferson and say, hey, this guy's in your community. And there's all kinds of communication. It's not just, is he following the judge's order? 
But let's say the judge says he can go be out from 7 to 7. He's allowed to be out on the streets. Well, that's going to be the time that if he is a regular habitual thief or something, he's going to be out doing those things. To go to the second level and let the sheriff's department in Jefferson or wherever know that they can use this technology to check these crime scenes and come back and catch him, there's so many levels that aren't understood. You just look at it, I'm going to put you on ankle monitor, and I expect you to follow these rules. Our criminal justice system doesn't even have a mapped out process to make sure they're doing that, let alone knowing the other three or four dimensions of this process. So where's the breakdown? I mean, I know that you have said that there are some judges that they're not buying into electronic monitoring. Well, there's 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 judges. I think when judges see true accountability and true solutions, they, there's no buy in. It's just it's it's. No, no, it's common sense. You have to, when a gentleman runs out of a courtroom or skips a court date and he wears an ankle monitor, and now he's showing up in court and he's keeping his address up to date and he's going to school. I mean, it, it's very easy to see the difference. The breakdown is, in many instances, a judge will order an ankle monitor and three, four months, six months, eight months, a year down the road, people forget he's even wearing one. There's no laid out process you don't understand as a sheriff you are a sheriff you could get you could sit in a class with me and i could give you some understanding and you'd go wow that's really cool technology but you would need me there to answer the questions because you don't know this stuff mm-hmm. we didn't design a program based on a bunch of people that knew what they were doing being part of the building of the program you have a judge that says where the ankle monitor and then we don't close that circle and that's what we've worked on in orleans we really have closed that circle And that's why you're seeing so much more success. The breakdown typically isn't the person in the ankle monitor itself. It's they got out without an ankle monitor or things like that. Right. Um, So where where do we stand? I know that recently y'all reported that there's a list of 1,460 major crime scenes that have nothing to do with any particular individual. But you have defendants on your program that you have monitoring on it. It seemed to have, be always around trouble, right? Yeah, we have. Well, we gave that we received that list of fourteen hundred and sixty uh, violent gun crime matters from this year that were unsolved as of the time of the list, and we were able to identify thirty instances, thirty-ish, where individuals have some explaining to do. They're going to have to explain what is being displayed, and you know, I, NOPD is quick and they're working hard and they're they're on top of it and there's not a whole lot more to say about that the one thing i want to repeat over and over to everybody is you know because i think it's important don't commit crimes while wearing your ankle monitors that's the whole point we want to be able to provide look no we don't have anywhere to put people i heard your last guest talk about arresting parents we're going to put them we don't have a criminal justice system designed to do that we don't have what are we, 30,000 violent felony crimes committed each year with a 1,200-bed jail? How, how quick do you think you fill that space up? Well, that, we have, that's we 30, have, but that, that's, no, it's not, it's not even at it. That's, I think NOPD is making somewhere right around 30,000 felony arrests. Well, there you go. And in, in a year. I know at one point in time we made 29,000 felony arrests in Jefferson Parish, and we have 1,100-bed jail. And, and you got to remember, you, know, you got an NOPD that's short-staffed, and they're missing a lot of arrests that they could be making. Sure. So, but I, I know at you, one time they were making thirty to thirty-four thousand felony arrests a year. 
Absolutely. And uh, where do you put these people with 1,200 beds? How yeah. do you? And the type of crime in Orleans is a little bit different than Jefferson at this point, the level. And I think that when you cycle those people into a jail, you end up quickly overcrowded. Juvenile has the same problem. I think the one thing the ankle monitor is when properly used, when truly accountable solutions are deployed, you can actually use it as a space mitigator. You can mitigate this space. You can make sure, because, you know, we're talking about parents and juveniles and school and, and truancy. Truancy is a precursor to, you know, jail inmate populations. I mean, if you're going to be skipping school, you're going to end up sitting in a jail cell somewhere in life. All right. Mm-hmm. And how are you going to decide who's going to be in that cell? And that's what we really have to focus our attention on. We have parents that are really, 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 really trying really, really super hard, and they have absolutely mm-hmm. nobody that can help them because the system is stressed out. It doesn't have any avenue for parents to go. So you have a parent that screams to me to come help them, and you have a non-responsive court because the court says, what am I going to do with the kid? You send me 67 violation reports on the kid, but I got nowhere to put them. I think Raphael said in an interview the other day that there's 40 beds in the juvenile system. As long as it takes mm-hmm. to fill that up in the city. Okay, so there are groups well, of Matt, that you we know, can help. You know, as, you know as well as I, you have to have the ability of what is called shock incarceration, right? Yep, uh, yep. That, that, there's, that there's some accountability measure to violating here. It's part of an overarching plan. We were jail, we've been jail overcrowded in Jefferson Parish since 1974. Before Orleans was ever jail overcrowded, and we, but we thought about things holistically, and understanding that we needed to have so many beds in a jail for chronic property offenders, or albeit uh, you know we weren't going to be able to deal with that sector of the popu- of the criminal population. You know, That's right. in the city of New Orleans, they had over six thousand vehicles stolen so far this year. You have to have some beds available to do to to have them incarcerated those that are stealing 40 50 60 70 automobiles you got to take them off the street those are impact players right and we and need it's that the same, we, yep. it's the same with all of this it's the same with your program an investment in your in your program with ankle monitoring means nothing if they're not going to give you some beds to shock incarcerate these individuals absolutely they know that they're going to spend three four days in jail their life's going to be significantly disrupted they're not going to see the girlfriend. They're not going to see the boyfriend. They're not going to see this. They're not going to see that. They understand there's a sanction for their behavior. But if you're, we're, but we're not communicating. If the judge is going to order a bracelet, if the judge is going to order a juvenile onto an ankle monitor, a juvenile who is in the part of their life where they must listen to adults, they don't get to make adult decisions. Everything is about listening to adults. So you put him in this program and you say you will follow these rules. And then we come in and we say, you will follow these rules. And then he breaks those rules. And then we tell that judge. And that judge does nothing. That judge has done more damage to that child than if they would have skipped the GPS process altogether. You can't use this deterrence if you're not going to give us that space you speak of. Because we have to prove to him we mean it. And then you'll see this kid start to come around. And he'll actually start to be more productive. But if you show him that we have no real teeth, then we can't help you. That's just not going to work. There's no amount of accountability that works if it's broken in any part. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I dealt with this in Jefferson Parish with some judges, you know, electronic monitors being cut off 13 times. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, how, how, what, what, how many does it have to happen before we develop the ag- exit strategy? You know, there needs to be an exit strategy with, with, with folks that are just completely, totally noncompliant. And that, ne- that have... exit strategy is but ugly. Nobody likes it. Nobody wants it. But the reality is you provide opportunities, you give, you give them chances, and when they violate, there has to be the sanction. you got to go to jail. Plain and simple. And, and it's you over. Pay we're, the not, price. Yes. We're, we're not wasting resources on you any longer. We would be much better served taking that electronic monitor that you've destroyed 13 times and put it on somebody else who's going to be compliant and have a success story instead of a failure. You're, you failed. You're out. And for whatever reason, and I know it's hard for you to opine on this, but some judges just don't get it. You know, they want to be the nice guy. We can save everybody. No, we can't save everybody. It's impossible. It, that's an unreasonable expectation. It ain't happening. Right? Absolutely. I can give you actually an example. You say, oh, Pine, I can say this. Um, WWL-TV Mike Perlstein did a story on a gentleman that was ordered to take a drug test in the courtroom, left the courtroom after violating that judge's order, cut his ankle monitor off in the Home Depot near the courthouse, and the judge was absolutely against in any way, shape, or form helping be part of the solution. Every single judge in that courthouse but one would have immediately issued the warrant based on our phone call and notification. But this one judge says, I'm not doing this. I didn't order it. And it's silly. It was a silly position to hold because as a criminal court, felony court judge, this is his obligation to uphold the court orders of the lesser court that sent the case to him or vacate it. But what he did was he created a bigger problem. This guy then gets pulled out of his attic by a SWAT team. Only yeah. to be released again by the judge to have him come back into the courtroom again, fail the drug test, run out of court a second time, this time not wearing his ankle monitor because the judge never ordered it back on because he didn't want to take part in that because he didn't order it. There's, there's one judge in the Orleans Parish adult system that's a problem, and this person who took his ankle monitor off fled the courtroom, has been ordered back onto the ankle monitor as of yesterday, and he's going to get back out of jail on an ankle monitor. The case has been moved into a different courtroom, which is odd, but it's good because now we will actually have a judge that is responsive, and then what we've done is teamed up with his family, his mother and his sister. His sister's actually a social worker, and we're working to get him help. And we're working to team up with them if he does cut it off again so we can steer him back into the system and get him straight back out after he's clean again and try again. This is the only way it's ever going to work if we handle each individual one at a time. And we don't need judges who want to throw stones for who knows why. It's the only process that's truly working in our community right now. It's facilitating the very small jail. It's making people available to their families while still letting them pay the price. We need to do more and not less, and we shouldn't be fighting each other. So there are 
judges that are a problem, but most of the judges in Orleans are not. We have really good judges in Orleans right now that have learned that this is a good well, process. Not being necessary, necessarily critical of just the judge. It's the overall system. It's the mindset. It's the psyche, right? And it's the That's psyche of the That's a bigger commu- problem, uh, Newell. Uh, Newell uh, in New Orleans, the they don't want to do private entity. They don't want to do business with a private entity in New Orleans. That's our bigger problem more than any individual judge or anything else. They, the criminal justice system has a difficult time teaming up with a private entity, and I'm not sure why. why. What, what do they fear? Compliance? I don't know. Accountab- I don't understand. Accountability? Performance? I mean, it, well, is, there, is, there, is, there, is there a criminal justice system uh, operation that, that's outperforming the, the private sector? The private sector well, hires the private sector every day <laughs> to do things for them. Well, here's my position. The, the people yeah. that are getting these guys out of jail are obligated. The, the bail yeah. agents are obligated to make sure that these people perform and return to court and do what they're supposed to do. This isn't actually embracing private sector new. This is making private sector better that already works with you. The, the ability yeah. to arrest people lies in the hands of the people who's holding the custody of that offender. And that, in most cases, in the city of New Orleans, is their bail agents. So when you have bail agents who are regulated by the state, who are going out there and working to make sure people are going to court, following court orders, it makes the system better. We're not a bail bonds company, but we work with them, just like we work with sheriff's departments and the FBI and the U.S. Marshals and everybody else, the district attorneys. So, I mean, the, the point is what we've done is taking – an existing entity that's a private industry, and said, hey, man, stand up. You guys need to yeah. be responsible. And they've said, yes, we will. And they, they my, exp- my, experience, so. my experience tells me, and I saw it, I would venture to say that your records on these criminal defendants are far greater and far better than any record they have sitting over there in that courthouse. Why? Because there's a financial aspect when the private business is running it. They're not in the business to lose money. So they got to perform. And if they don't perform, they'll lose money. Plain and simple. That's why private sector outsources the private sector every freaking day. But this, this is why elections matter. Because we hire people that are ignorant and don't understand business operations, operational efficiencies, how to weave something into an organization programmatically, to where it actually makes sense, and it's going to hit the outcomes that they desire. Plain and simple, Matt. I mean, you know, and, and we could talk about this till the cows come home, but this is a great technology. You got to embrace it. You got to exploit it. You got to figure out the more ways that you're going to benefit from it, and it pays for itself. That's the irony here. Before it's all said and done, you know what the cost was of that. Um, SWAT team going back out and getting that guy. The moment, the moment that we make these judge, some of the judges that are making these silly decisions have to. If we if we had to, if we had the beauty of this, you have to pay for it. If this is what happens because you made this decision, watch how fast this changes. Right? They got yeah. nothing to lose. They got nothing to lose. In the end, we might have the monitor on the wrong person. No, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Matt Dennis, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Have a great weekend, Thank my you. friend. You too. All right. 
We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.